Praise the Lord, everyone. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. in the house of the Lord today, rainy, cold day, amen, but God is still God, even on the rainy, cold days, he's still in control, amen, amen, God bless you today, I want to call your attention to the book of Exodus, for our lesson this morning, the third chapter of the book of Exodus, and uh, God, I want to skip around just a little bit, so just kind of bear with me. Uh, while you're finding that, let me take a moment here to thank Pastor Shepherd uh, for another chance to stand behind this sacred desk and deliver the word of God. We thank God for our pastor today, our first lady. We appreciate them. I do honor my wife and my family as well, and I honor all of you. Amen. Thank God for the faithful saints that are here today. Uh, the book of Exodus, the third chapter, we'll begin reading at verse number 11 and then verse 12, and then we'll skip over to chapter 4 and uh, start at verse 1, and I'll kind of skip around just a little bit. All right, Exodus 3 and verse 11, the word of the Lord is so recorded, and Moses said unto God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, certainly, I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Let's skip over to chapter 4, begin reading at verse number 1 there. And Moses answered and said, behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, the Lord has not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, what is that in thine hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it down on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, put thy hand in thy bosom. Uh, I'm sorry. Pick, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. And, Moses said, uh, and the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand uh, that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, God of Jacob has appeared unto thee. And I'll paraphrase. He told Moses, put his hand inside his bosom. Uh, once he put his hand in, it became leprosy. It was white. Moses pulled it out. He told Moses, put it back in and it was restored whole again. And then verse number 17 says, and thou shalt take this rod in thine hand, wherewith thou hast shalt do signs. And Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said unto him, Let me go, I pray thee, and return unto my brethren, which are in Egypt, and see whether they be yet alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Amen. By the grace of God, I want to minister to, just, to you all for just a little while from this thought. Put your shoes back on. <laughs> Amen. Put your shoes back on. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for yet another opportunity to minister your word. I ask God that you anoint these lips of clay that they might minister to you, Lord God. God, help us today, Lord. Strengthen me. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I suppose that uh, I'm no different from any other minister or leader in the sense that we're always looking for something inspirational. We're always looking for something to uh, encourage others. We're always looking to hear the voice of God in a given situation. Uh, it was said of Charles Finney in the 1820s that uh, he was a lawyer who became a preacher, but his encounter with God, he walked into the woods one day, and they say he had it out with God. And uh, as an end result, God completely changed his life. Uh, he, I've heard Brother Jet talk about uh, how he liked to, to walk in the woods with his, do- with his dog and hear the voice of God. And so uh, I imagine anyone that has a relationship with God has their own way that they try to hear God or listen to God. And you have to be able to, and if, I, if I've said this once, I've said it a thousand times, it, it does no good if I can't relate the word of God to my life. So everywhere I go, I'm always looking for a sermon. I'm always looking to see, you know, what, what, what's going on around me and how can I translate it and, and put it in terms that we can relate to as it relates to the word of God. And so last week I was in the gym and I was on the, uh, the dreaded stair climber. And I, I'm, I'm climbing the stairway to nowhere, going up and down and, and listening to my little motivational speaker of the day. And for whatever reason, you know, I just started feeling sad. I started doubting myself. I started thinking about my life and where I was and I'm, I'm, I'm my age. And I'm thinking, gee whiz, I, how many good years do I have left? And, and have I completed what I wanted to do with my life? And ha- have I, you know, have I done everything I was supposed to do? Anybody ever, you ever, you ever been there? And, and so I, 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 I just kind of, I started like, geez, what am I? You know, I started to doubt myself, and I was like, God, there's so much more I want to do and I I, I desire to do. I'm typically a goal-oriented person. I like to set goals and challenge myself and try to be better at uh, whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, My kids say I'm a workaholic, and they say I just can't sit still, and that's not it. I I just like, I'm the type of person that has to have a challenge. I, I have to be striving for something or obtaining for something. And as I was standing there on that treadmill, the Lord began to minister to me. And, and I found it odd because I, the last time I ministered, I talked about uh, Moses. But this never even crossed my mind. And, and the Lord spoke to me about this particular uh, sermon topic. And it, it, it just, it was so weird to me. And then... And then, oh, Jesus. Um, I, I, I realized God was saying to me that you are what you are because of me. Amen. And many times we, we feel like uh, we don't measure up. 
And when I talk about setting goals, I would say that sometimes some of the goals I, I've, I've reached and then some of them I have to readjust. And, and normally I would say I failed. But I've learned since then that there is no such thing as failure when you learn something. Because when you learn something, uh, it's just a setback. It's not failure. It's an opportunity to grow. And so it's like buying a stock. When you buy a stock, uh, you don't sell the stock because it went down. You either hold on to it or you're buying more of it. And that's if you invested in the right thing. If you invested in the right thing, you don't sell. It's like, I'll share with you this. Some years ago, about 15 years ago, I knew nothing about investing, stock market, nothing like that. And I just had a whim one day that I was going to try it. And so I bought stock in Macy's. The department store. And it started dwindling down. And before I knew it, I, I was like, oh, my God, what have I got myself into? Now, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sell this stuff and get out of it because I don't want to lose any more. And with the push of one button, I watched. I became a magician. I watched $5,000 vanish without even a puff of smoke. And brothers, just information, that's not the kind of thing you tell your wife. You keep that one to yourself. And so, <laughs> and so like a few years later, you know, months or so, not yeah, well, probably a couple years later, out of boredom, I decided to see where Macy's stock was. And when I looked at it, if I had just held on to it, that's when I learned that stocks is a long-haul game. Such is life. You don't give up when you're down. You don't throw in the chips because you, you, you've had some low points. That's the time when you say, you know what? I'm going to stay right here and wait because I have invested in the right thing. I have put my faith and my confidence and my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And because I have invested in him, even though I'm down, even though I'm hurt, even though I'm broken, there's an upside that's coming. At some point, I am going to rebound because I invested in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, <laughs> as I look at, uh, you know, Jesus said this. Jesus said, uh, he tells a story of a merchant man. And Jesus said in Matthew uh, 13, verses 44 to 46, Jesus tells a story of a treasure in a field. 
He says, and again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure hid in the field. The which, when a man has found, he hideth. And for joy thereof, he goes and selleth all that he hath and buy that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, can you imagine what they're saying about the merchant man when he's selling all of his wares? There are people looking at him saying, well, his business went belly up. He failed. He flopped. But they don't know that he's getting rid of everything that he thought was good because he found something that was actually good. Something else I learned, you don't tell everybody when God blesses you because everybody is not going to be happy for you. Amen. You just keep doing what you have to do to receive what God has prepared for you. And just think about it. When he found something that was good, he realized that he had a lot of unnecessary stuff in his life. So I'm going to get rid of everything that I don't need and I'm going to focus on what's good for me. And so this brings me back to Moses. Moses goes into the presence of God. And in the presence of God, the Bible said when Moses heard the voice of God, he covered his face. Hallelujah. He, he hid himself. That's what it's like when, it, when a sinner repents. When they come into the presence of God, you see, coming into the presence of God amplifies our failures. It helps us to realize what we are not when we come into his presence. When we walk into the presence of God, we can see just how filthy we are without him. But God brings us into his presence not to point out our flaws, but to let us know that he can use us in spite of our flaws. Understand, saints of God, he cannot use you outside of his presence. But when you come into his presence, he can restore the broken things. He can put back what has been taken, what the world, the world has robbed you of. God can give back to you, but you have got to bring it to him. You've got to give it to him. So Moses now, he's in the presence of God and in the presence of God, he's realizing what he's not. So he starts making excuses, pointing out his failures. Because if we're honest about it, when we come, it's like, come, as I said, coming to that altar of repentance. And the, and the presence of God being all around us. And us realizing that that's what brings the tears to our eyes. We realize what a wretched sinner we are and how much we need God. And so I believe that this is kind of what Moses was experiencing here. He's in the presence of God and God is so holy that I can't look on him. And as God is talking to him, preparing him, he's, well, God, I'm, I'm this and I can't do this and I can't do that. And then God says to him, What's in your hand? He said, a rod. 
And he says, put it down. God can never use what you have as long as you're holding on to it. If you want God to use it, you've got to drop it. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to let it go. And my wife, she told me, she said, don't you dare say this. We had a conversation. And I pointed out something to her. I said, don't, she said, don't you dare say that. And she knows me when she says, don't dare do that. She knows I'm going to do it. <laughs> Thank God she's teaching Sunday school. <laughs> but I said to her, I said, babe, I think Moses was a black man. She said, what are you talking about? I said, the Bible said, when Moses dropped the rod, it turned into a serpent. And he fled. <laughs> Moses said, snake, I'm out of here. I said, I think Moses. Moses. <laughs> humor, saints. Humor. 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 <laughs> we don't fool with snakes. We don't do reptiles. But, but God can't use it as long as you're holding on to it. Now, I want you to understand that all of this conversation, God telling Moses, you're gonna, I'm going to use you to free my people. God telling Moses and showing Moses, listen, what's in your hand? Drop the rod. Turn the rod into a serpent. Grab it by the tail. And this makes me know Moses probably wasn't that black because he, he picked up the snake. <laughs> humor, 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 saints, humor, 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 humor. <laughs> and then it became a rod again in his hand. And so <laughs> he's having this conversation, this dialogue with God. In his presence. That's why prayer is vital. It's where you talk to God. It's where you go back and forth with him saying, God, I'm, in, I'm inadequate here. I need help over here. I need you to work on this area of my life. This is what Moses was going through in that moment in the presence of God. He was bothering with God, if you will. And God's telling him the one thing that stood out to me. He says, Moses, and Moses forgot this. Before he started giving Moses instructions, he told him one thing. I'm going to be with you. And see, we have to focus on if God is with us, I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry about Pharaoh. I don't have to worry about my inability to speak. I don't have to worry about my, my failures and my flaws because God is with me. And, and that's the word he spoke to me when I was climbing the stairs of nowhere. Regardless of how inadequate you may feel about your life, I'm with you. And as long as I'm with you, you can bounce back from anything. That's why he said a bruised reed shall he not break. And smoke and flax shall he not quench. 
As long as there's a breath in your body, there's an opportunity for God to get glory out of your life. And so we spend this time in the presence of God. And here is Moses bothering, looking at his failures, looking at his condition, looking at what he's not, what he doesn't have, his inabilities. But he forgot that God said, I am going to go with you. And see, saints of God, when we get that assurance from God, Moses should have been, he should have, he should have walked up to Pharaoh with his chest out. He should have gone, and, and God, God it was simply trying to prove himself to Moses in preparation for what he wanted him to do. No doubt it was a scary time for Moses. Because God is asking you to do something that you've never done before. And it's the same for us. If you want something different, you got to do something different. You want God to come in and, and, and give you a supernatural experience? Then you got to do something. How about giving him a supernatural praise? How about praising outside of yourself? How about doing something that you normally wouldn't do? We sit and, and, and we watch people who, who get up out of their seat and run around the church. And I wonder how many of us said within ourselves, I wonder what that's like. I, I wonder what it's like to get up out of my seat and go running around the church. And you've contemplated it, but you didn't do it. Why? Because you were afraid of what someone was going to say or how they were going to think about you or how they were going to judge you. But I say all the time, no one was there when God saved you. When God pulled you out of your mess, it was you and him. So when it comes to praising him, I'm not going to worry about the guy sitting behind me. I'm going to get out of my seat. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to lift my voice. And I'm going to magnify the God of my salvation. And he's preparing Moses. And see, we fail when we think that God calls us because of our talents, because of our, our wittiness, because of our smarts. No, he called you in spite of yourself. He called you in spite of all the stuff, the stuff that you think you are. And he says to you, if you give that whatever you think is good to me, I'll magnify it. I'll change it into things and I'll use it for my glory. Listen, in Moses' hand, it was just a rod. It was nothing more than a stick. But when he let it down, and God worked on it and turned it into a snake. And when he picked it back up, he says, Moses, you've got power now. It's not just a rod anymore. It's a rod in God's hand. Come on, somebody. 
you're not just an average being anymore. You're a being in, hand, in God's hand. And because you are in his hand, you are capable of anything. Glory. The scripture says, nothing shall be impossible unto you. And my time is getting short. But all of this takes place, Brother Wilson, in the presence of God. He's talking to Moses. And at some point, out of all the bothering going back and forth, at some point, Moses' faith was inspired. It took God turning a rod into a, 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 a snake. It took Moses picking up that snake and it turning back into a rod. It took God, you know, putting, having Moses put his hand in his bosom and then pull it out and it was white. And he put it back in and it was restored again. God was preparing him. And so now he's telling him, I want you to go to Pharaoh. You're going to be my voice. Here's the crux of what I want you to get today. You've been in his presence. You've experienced his joy. You've seen his power now, Moses. When you came up, the first thing I told you was to take your shoes off because you were standing on holy ground. But, oh glory. but now that you have been in my presence, now that you have been around me, I have shown you some miraculous things. I am empowering you to go out and accomplish what I need to be done. So put your shoes back on, Moses. Get out of here and go and conquer what I desire for you to do. It's time for you to put your shoes back on, gird up your loins, and accomplish the mission. We leave Moses there, everyone. We leave him there with his shoes off. Oh, glory. But now he's been in the presence of God, and he's experienced the power of God. It's time for him to step back into those shoes, being empowered with the mission that God has given him. And he said, you know what? Look out, Pharaoh. Here I come. It is, and, and when he's leaving, he's, oh, glory, he's taking a part of God with him. When you come to an altar of repentance, when you've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you've been baptized into his name, you are no longer the same person. When you walk out of those doors, you are taking a part of God with you. I'm running out of time, so I want to share this with you. When God began to deal with me, He was, he was, I, I, I always knew that I was going to minister God's word. From a child, from five years old, I knew I was going to be a preacher. And I was in Korea, and God was dealing with me. I would have dreams every night. And in these dreams, snakes would be chasing me. And I would wake up some nights panicking because snakes would be chasing me. And, and, and so, uh, uh. It was almost time for me to, to go home. I was coming home from Korea on leave. And it seemed like the closer I got to going home, the more intense these dreams would be. 
And then one night I had this dream, and, and I saw this. It was just a, a, a confusion. And in, the, in my dream, even though I couldn't make out anything consciously in the dream, I knew it was a, the, the wreckage from a plane crash. Didn't see bodies or anything, but I knew it was the wreckage from a plane crash. And so I'm thinking to myself, oh, God, am I going to die on a plane crash on the way home? Surely you wouldn't show me that. So you can imagine I was terrified the entire way home. So I got home, and, and I got to uh, my mom's house, and, I, and my mom was happy to see me, but there was this look on her face. And I said, I said, Mom, what's wrong? And she said, a plane crashed in Charlotte, North Carolina, and your cousin was on it. My cousin was an apostolic preacher who had just taken the catechism test, and he was going to New York to be ordained. And the plane crashed in Charlotte. That's what God was showing me. So I'm thinking, gee whiz, what, wait a minute, what, what's happening here? And so it was during that time frame that I went to church and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Got baptized in Jesus' name. I flew back to Korea, a totally different person. Uh, I heard Brother Jet talk last week about his, his old music. I, I venture to say there's no one that had more worldly music than me. I, I, I'm pretty sure of that. And I immediately, I got rid of everything. And my friends were like, you're not going to get rid of it. You're not. I was like, yes, I am. I'm getting rid of everything. See you. And I, and I got rid of everything. And then that night, I laid down and went to sleep. And here it comes again, a dream. Snakes chasing me. And I'm running from the snake. And as I'm running, in, in Korea they have these little trenches in the middle of the base they call turtle ditches. It's for drainage. I'm running from the snake, and I'm coming up on a little turtle ditch. And I leap. This is a dream. I leap over this turtle ditch. And as I'm leaping, I look down, and there is a rod, a white rod, that's glowing in the ditch. And I remember myself crouching down like this and looking back. And I reached back, and I picked up the rod. I turned around, and I faced the snake. And it's like the snake just kind of skidded to a stop. A, a stop and I held up the rod and I started chasing the snake and I called my mom and I said mom here's a dream I have she said son you got the power of the Holy Ghost now she said now the devil's no longer going to chase you you have the power to chase the devil tell somebody this morning that it's time for you to put your shoes on. God has prepared you. You have been in his presence. You, you have seen his glory. It's time for you to go out and conquer. Moses is there. Listen, Moses. I know you were a nobody just a few minutes ago, but after this prayer meeting, you're not going to be the same. You're walking out of God's presence with his power in you. And there's a lost world out there, saints. 
that's waiting on us who have experienced the power of God, who have been in his presence to put on our shoes, gird up our loins, and say to the devil, I'm coming out here and I'm going to win somebody for the Lord. Put your shoes back on, Moses. Put your shoes back on. You know what Moses did? Listen, Moses got out of the presence of God, and I believe that Moses put his shoes on. And he goes back to Jethro and says, Jethro, listen, I appreciate, hallelujah, everything that you've blessed me with. I appreciate the daughter that you let you allow me to marry. I thank you for being a great father-in-law. But I've got another father that I've got business with, and I'm getting out of here. And the Bible said Moses told Jethro, Goodbye. And we know the rest of the story. Moses conquered Pharaoh with what? With what he got out of the presence of God. God took what Moses brought into his presence. Just a rod that he brought into his presence. And God changed it. And he used it. For his glory. God will take exactly what you have. Let's stand together. He'll take your brokenness. Your flaws. What you think are your inabilities. And he will use them for his glory. But you've got to give it to him. And once you have given it to him. Do something. Moses didn't just stand there with his shoes off, looking up into the sky. He put his shoes back on, and he went to do what God told him to do. Put your shoes back on. And win this world for the Lord Jesus Christ. Moses delivered the children of Israel. And we have an awesome responsibility to deliver the loss In this world, with the powers that God has gifted into us, let us pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word today. I pray, Father, now that you help us, empower us, Lord God. Help us to be what you desire us to be. Help us, God, to look beyond our faults and our inabilities and help us to trust you with those things that we are lacking. It's in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Hug somebody, tell them you love them.